pick seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and they all played games at the ladybug picnic. Well, they played jump rope, but the rope it broke, so they just sat around telling knock knock jokes. Ladybug twelve at the ladybug picnic. I'm back in school, Beth, and I, I am know. playing music for my students. Oh, I bet they love that. Oh my gosh, it's one of their favorites. I'm not gonna. And lie. It's been a long time since you've had music in the classroom. Uh, it's long time since I've had a classroom. Right? It's Woo! been a year. Oh, oh man, it's fantastic! It's great to be back. Hi everyone. Well, speaking of great to be back, yes. Welcome to the clubhouse, everybody. I'm back, and I'm Kirsten. We're so happy to be back. You guys have no idea. I know. I know. It's been too long. Wait too long way too long this is for the record the made for tv <laughs> movie club podcast thanks for listening Thank we you. want to welcome beth some new listeners oh yay let's you might not them. know this but we have new listeners <gasps> in namibia i love it and saudi arabia I love it. yes we also want to thank our new listeners in mississippi colorado and south carolina hi you guys welcome welcome we and a big you. shout out to our um friend in metairie we're hoping that Everything is better oh, down in where, where the weather was taking over and um, anywhere else that you're listening where there's been a weather event because yeah. there's just been a lot of them it's lately. It's been a lot of them. And I'm having a dog event right yeah. now. Yeah, a dog event right now. <laughs> already ruined. So um, I, for those of you who follow us on Instagram and Facebook, I have actually been on another podcast called the Movie Net Lovers Unite. Yes. With my new friend, John. Absolutely. We've done two live um shows on his youtube channel which is movie lovers unite so you can google them and find him there or if you want to if you want to see what i look like you yep. can see me on there otherwise looking you can, good uh thank you dear otherwise you can download it on any podcast app anything we're listening we're, we're on you can find that mm -hmm. there so just search for movie lovers unite and speaking of places that we're on beth we're on Amazon Music. We're case. on Amazon Music. They actually Yay. emailed us and invited us to join. So that's really exciting. I'm glad. I'm glad. And and we've noticed that even though we've been on a hiatus for a month, we we've been getting a lot of listens, and yeah. I'm really grateful for that. So I hope that people who are kind of finding us now are going back and listening to some of our older stuff. Yep. I know in the beginning we had some sound issues and some editing stuff, yep. but, but some of the older movies are better. They are better. We got to. We're going to start doing more of the. Those we're gonna come back to some more '90s stuff, I think, coming up here. Speaking so, of better movies, Beth, I want to know um, what's your opinion about the characters. In well, Case, do you know what my favorite character was in this movie? Um, was it Amy Fisher? It was none of them. None of them. They're all awful. They're all every awful. single awful. character in this the movie. The whole story is, is awful. It is awful. It's awful. And I, I, and you can't empathize with. Anyone. No. And I'm an empath. I know. I don't care about even any the, of them. Even the journalist is like preachy, judgy, whoopee, yeah. whoopee. Black. It just, it, it, it wasn't a very good movie, even by TV standards. It was and painful. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Welcome. We're going to bear your pain on this. May I have your attention? <laughs> May I direct you to the center ring? Do not watch this movie. We, we'll tell you all about it. Doesn't matter. You can't to. find it anyway. <laughs> six months to find the damn thing. It's got Drew Barrymore. What a disappointment! A yes, what a disappointment. Was, I don't remember it sucking so much. <laughs> I think mostly we were high on the fact that it was kind of Drew Barrymore's yeah. comeback. Yes. So that was a big deal. She she's amazing. She yes. really is. And even in this movie, she's amazing. Oh, the, I, yeah, the and actors I, and actresses are wonderful. People. I think the acting is a testament to how 
how crappy these people were because we yes. hated all of them, which means everybody in this movie did a great job. Yes, it's true. Yes. It's so true. what we're talking about tonight, Case, is the Amy Fisher story, which aired on January 3rd, 1993 on ABC. Okay. There were a total of three Amy Fisher movies. Ooh. Each aired on separate network. The Amy Fisher story story aired on the same night as Casualties of Love, the Long Island Lolita story starring Alyssa Milano. For those of you who remember, who don't remember, Alyssa Milano starred in Who's, Who's the, the Boss? Boss. The No, no. Oh, no. Now the song is stuck in my head. I know. It just came oh, up in my head. Tony Danza. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladybug when, when we did the Tony Danza movie, I listened to that theme song a hundred times, mm -hmm. stuck up in there. So the Amy Fisher story actually killed in the ratings compared to uh, the Long Island Lolita, Alyssa Milano. I think that probably Drew Barrymore may have been a bigger star, but Alyssa Milano was a pretty big. She was a big TV star, TV star. and Drew was, but the, again, it was the comeback. And I wonder yeah. if some of her TV antics on talk shows had been right before this movie came out. I can't. I, You know what? You mean the Dave Letterman yeah. episode? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, well maybe I'll came. give that a go. Yeah, well, give, give a, a little bit of talk about it. Yeah. So, according to TV Tango, in 1992, Amy Fisher, a Long Island, New York high school student, has an affair with a married car mechanic named Joey Go Fuck Yourself. I mean, Joey Go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I read that wrong. <laughs> Here. Um, allegedly, and I'm talking about the TV character, not the real person. Yes. <laughs> Fisher, in a fit of jealousy, shoots Buttafuoco's wife, Mary Jo, in the head. A sensational trial ensues, and Amy is ultimately convicted of attempted murder. Murder. So that's that's the movie. Thank you very much. Okay. We can all go home. Okay. Harley Jane Kozak plays Amy Pagnazzi. She's been in Chicago Hope, but I, I think she's probably best known for her role in Parenthood, the movie. Yes. I, I love that movie. I did it, too. It is one of my favorite movies of yeah. the 1990s. I believe that one of my sisters stole that movie from a video store in Madison in the 90s. I'm just saying. I think it would have been easy to walk out with. Not that I'm making then. an accusation or anything, but let's just say there was probably a large. You know, your thing. parents listen to this, don't you? Yes, okay. I do. Mom, dad, you know that though, right? right it wasn't me. Know. It's okay. I think the statute of limitations is up on that. Probably up on that. She also has a very short but memorable scene. Remember this case? Yes. As Helen. Yeah. And when Harry met Sally. Absolutely. Helen, the bug up her ass ex-wife. Yes. Tony Dennison plays Joey Go Fuck Yourself. Yep. He's probably most well known for his role as Andy Flynn in The Closer, which I didn't watch, but I know is a great show. Because, I've heard good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kira, Sedgwick, Kira Sedgwick is in it. And he was nominated for four Golden Globes for that role. Oh, good for him. He didn't win, but mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's yep. pretty good. And and we have a returning favorite case. Yes, we do. Tom Mason from The Carolyn Warmus Story. Yes. He plays Eric Nyberg, Amy Fisher's attorney. And he also is our Murder, She Wrote connection, if you dun, remember dun, from the last time. Yes. And then let's talk about her. Drew Barrymore. Our little fire starter. She plays, yes, she plays <laughs> Amy Fisher. Uh, today, obviously, we know her from her daytime talk show and the TV show Santa Clara Diet. Santa Clarita Santa Diet. Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita Diet. Which, Thank if you, you haven't seen. I is, haven't seen. Oh, a hundred percent enjoyable. Really, every moment. I really, I, it, I remember it got a lot of good reviews. I'm, I'm years behind in my television viewing, as you know. But yes. I've seen 
500 episodes of The Office in the last two weeks. So yep, there I you get go. It. That's Just where I'm at. Just to put it in perspective mm -hmm. on where I stand. Yeah. Although, Murders in the Building, I'm watching this week. Okay. So, it's, it's good. Yes. She's been in the spotlight her entire life, obviously. And she starred in this little movie called E.T. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, she was seven years old. Yes, she was. And she was phenomenal. I mean, you could tell back then that even then that she had a talent. She had a talent. Talent. She's incredibly talented. If you haven't seen her in Firestarter. Yeah, that's a great movie. And Maybe. I think she was, was she 13 when that came out or 11? I'm trying. Don't make me Google something else. I don't. I, I'm I not going to make Google the David Letterman thing. Her personal life and career have had a lot of ups and downs. So we don't need to go to, into all those. But just two years after this movie, Boys on the Side came out. Yeah. Great movie. And then 1998 brought us The Wedding Singer. Aww. I love that movie. I love Drew. I know. Um, she, she actually, her little um, fiasco on David Letterman was in 1995. So, so was that was just this. a couple of years after. Mm -hmm. I think somebody on our Instagram was the one that told us that Basically, this movie was what resurrected her career. Okay. And I believe that. I because believe Because she had a lot of ups and downs. She had some problems and things going on and, and just a lot of stuff going on. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yes. But we love we loved Drew Barrymore, so please don't send us any hate mail because this is not. No, we do love you. About, we love you. Yeah, and she did a great job in this movie. Her accent is spot on. Spot on. Yeah. Um. Okay, so now here also, we go. Also, can I say? Yes. She's way prettier than the real Amy Fisher. Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. And in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> and oh. and now the foolishness shall begin. Wait, but first I forgot. Well, we'll talk about it when we after we come back from break. Okay. So the movie opens with a statement that the film dramatizes events surrounding the shooting of Mary Jo Buttafuoco and is told from different points of view. Little Indy, he's just got a little scratch. That's okay. He's fine. Okay. It's just a little, Are you sure? It's just a little baby. Yeah. He is uh, a little baby. Um, okay. Just recall that, remember that told, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh it was a God, long oh pause. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just had a cut because my dog. Yeah, uh, that's already, okay. We do love he's, him, though. He's already We're not going to say any names, though, because then maybe no. he will return. All right, here he we go. He just returned. Oh, yeah. The movie opens with a statement that the film dramatizes events surrounding the shooting of Mary Jo Buttafuoco and is told from different points of view. And that's about all that will guide you in this ridiculousness. Yeah. It is. All the points of view suck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, it, they, like, like you said, when we first were texting about this movie, like, it's it's flashbacks. September flash, yeah. flash flashbacks with flashback flash forward flashback flashback again flash forward in the flashback again in the yeah. flashback in the flash forward yeah and when we were watching it even there were a couple times where you're like when did this happen because yes. yes because there's no way to tell really there's no tracking of the time we're gonna do our best mm -hmm. and and every time we say a date it's actually because there's a date that's posted yes but not all of the scenes have dates some of the scenes are like a minute it's mm -hmm. it's crazy it's we're, a mess so just just hang tight. We'll, we'll hang tight. We'll, we'll kind of tell you the yeah, story. Yeah, do a couple shots or whatever you do yep. when you listen to us. Mm -hmm. On-screen text reads, September 29th, 1992, Huntington Psychiatric Hospital, Long Island, New York. A nurse is in an interview with Mary Jo Buttafuoco on TV calling Amy Fisher yeah, it's, the she's devil. Be, I, I, my typo there. Yep. She's watching. The nurse is watching the TV. Oh, she's watching. That I was like, wait, she was okay. Yeah, she's watching. That she's was my watching. bad. All right. 
doesn't matter. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Because there's a nurse <laughs> in a hospital, and then and then we pan over to a hospital room. Yeah, where we see Amy Fisher lying in a hospital bed with her mother, who's also lying in the hospital bed. Yes. Amy is in um, a hospital gown. Her mother is um, in outside clothes on the bed. <laughs> in her outside clothes. Yeah, her street clothes. Yes. Um, she asked her mom why she didn't let her die. Her mom comforts her. Amy then has a quick flashback of making out with Joey Buttafuoco in his, <sighs> in his boat. <sighs> Every time we talk about that, I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little. Okay. Just a little. And then, you know, take a swig. Yeah. Amy's mom goes into the hallway and we hear Mary Jo on TV say, this girl walked into my life on May 19th and still hasn't left. Amy's mom ignores, um, the, the television and calls, Amy Pagnazzi, who is a New York Post reporter from a payphone. Payphones are these things oh, that yes, you yes. used to have to go into a public place and put a quarter, sometimes a dime, sometimes 35 cents. Yep. And um, then you, had and a, then you dialed with rotary. this rotary phone. And then, you, and then someone somewhere else picked up a phone and you talked to them. Okay. And both phones recorded, so you couldn't yeah. just... And walk. you had to stay right there. Unless you were the guy in Flatbed Annie, you couldn't take your phone exactly. in the car. Exactly, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, now Lord Mrs. Emerson. Fisher says that she is... Um, no, Mrs. So Pegnazzi is writing a story about Amy's suicide attempt, and Mrs. Fisher asks her what she wants to know. So basically... Amy Fisher's mom is calling a reporter to say, what do you want to know? But we don't know why. I mean, we, we don't, don't know, know why. What, we don't know what her incentive is yeah, for that. Yeah. We don't know if it's, we, they give us no clues. No. So we're not going to, we will not even speculate. Doesn't even matter because nope. I don't like either of them. Okay. So we will refer to Amy Fisher as Amy and Amy Pagnazzi as Amy P slash the reporter throughout our, our reading. They should have just changed her name and told us they changed her name. Right. Because who cares? It's just fucking stupid to call them both Amy. Yeah. Because they're both major characters yep. in this movie. All right. So now there's another flashback of Amy Fisher with Joey Buttafuoco, Mary Jo's husband. Amy asks Joey if he loves her. Now we're back to the hospital room again. And yep, stay with me, people. Mrs. Fisher is again comforting Amy in her hospital bed. Oh my God, I lost you. You know why? Because yeah. it's so boring. <laughs> Not you're talking. Okay, now, we, now we've now we got another flashback. Another Are you ready? One. Yep, another oh, flashback. It is August 1990, and Mr. and Mrs. Fisher give Amy a car for her 16th birthday. Dad lectures her about the car, and Amy's just irritated, and she just drives away. She's a contitled snob yep. in this movie. At a restaurant with her parents, Amy gives a sideways glance to a bartender. Amy's dad asks why she's dressed like that. Now, let's remember, this is Long Island in the 80s. I spent some time on Long Island in the 80s, and everybody was wearing hooker dresses all the time. It was just yeah. the style. And why is, why is he asking her at the restaurant? He no didn't kidding. ask her before they left? And his and her parents are in this movie represented as quite old. Yeah. Like, you know. And I will say I didn't I didn't think her I didn't think her clothing was any more inappropriate than what anybody else was no, wearing. No, that's my point yeah. is that she was dressed like everyone else. I think the dad is a real piece of work. Yeah. 
So Amy gives the bartender her phone number, pops a cherry in her mouth. Oh, and yeah, leaves. yeah. That was, yep. that was sexy. Amy goes yeah. to her teenage boyfriend's house and everyone sings happy birthday to her because it's like this, oh, welcoming family. You know, every scene that they show Amy Fisher with her parents is like sad and just the three of them and lonesome. And, and they're then, either not talking or they're fighting. Yep. And and it, like when she goes to the boyfriends, it's like, oh, we're just having dinner. What? There's like yeah. 42 Everybody's people. Everybody's like, happy birthday. Yeah. And laughing and yep. having a good time. Yep. Um, so I kind of wanted to go hang out at that house. I did too. They look like they were fun people. Exactly. At breakfast the next morning, Mrs. Fisher gives Amy a credit card to buy new clothes. Then her dad tells Amy to go to the pharmacy for him. And she's just kind of a bitch about it, but she goes. All right. Now, flashback to the psychiatric hospital. We've got Amy washing her face and looking at her mom in silence. It's super weird. But now we got another flashback, yeah. so don't worry. So it's not, yeah. Amy and her teen boyfriend are making out in the backseat of her car, and she talks about marriage, and um, she wants to make lasagna for him. So guess what? Now we've got another scene. Amy is making lasagna in her kitchen. She um, made lasagna for dinner. She and her mom fight because her mom's like, how much cheese did you use? That's not healthy for your dad. And honestly, like lasagna, what, like, mm, you know, it's delicious. It's, give him a and there's a piece. reason it's delicious because there's a lot of cheese in it. Yeah. That's what makes it good. Yeah. Uh, the dad comes in and asks what happened. Amy throws out the whole lasagna. And really, let's just, it's time for you to take a little break and listen to some of let's this Let's listen to some fun Fisher family time i love it <laughs> time i guess all this work means nothing of course it does i'm sorry what the hell happened in here why does the world always have to revolve around him don't talk to your mother like that now let's all calm down okay i'll make a salad we'll have a nice dinner why are you always taking his side forget it honey forget the whole thing hey So, Case, we have to talk a little bit about one of the things we did while we were on our break. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even talk about we it yet. We didn't yet. How could we not? I don't know because we were all talking about our new listeners. But So sorry. Sean Cassidy. Sorry, it was Sean. it was a beautiful. We had a great day. It was amazing. It was a beautiful day weather-wise. We, we drove down. We went stay, hung out by the lakefront a little bit. We had some delicious food. We went to the concert. Uh, also, a shout out to the girls at the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast. I yes. got a chance to meet them. It's true. And we just had a really nice time. And the show was great. Sean Cassidy is, when he came out, he just, it just warmed my heart so much. He's such a, he's a true performer. Yes. It really was just enjoyable every single moment. His um, conversation with us as an audience. He was funny. His music. He's talented. He's funny. It was, everything was great. Yeah, the we had a great time. It was, it was really City fun. Winery was great. Beautiful Shout out to the staff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I just loved everything. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way to end the summer. It Thank was. you. Thank you. We did. We had a wonderful day and, and the show was wonderful. We can't say enough about it. And it was just, I'm really glad we did it. I'm super I am glad, really glad we did it. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was ton and ton of fun. So. Yeah. 
Now back to the movie. Yeah. So after after the lasagna incident, Amy leaves. Oh yeah. It's three thirty in the morning, and Amy's mom is waiting up for her. And we find out later that Amy goes to her aunt Jean's house. Next, we see at the police station, Mr. Fisher is making a missing person report because now she's. We find out she's been gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. He tells the police she's uncontrollable. Check. Mm-hmm. Unstable. Yep. Check and very dangerous. Mm-hmm. which we find out later that she is true. Amy comes home and goes up to her room, completely ignoring her parents. And then her mom comes upstairs and then Amy cries and apologizes. I think that's her way Emma. to control her mom a little yep. bit is the crying. Yes. Next scene. We're at complete auto body and fender. Yay. Mr. Fisher's looking at Amy's car, which has some dents. Mm-hmm. Turns out Amy's a very bad driver. It's true. Amy comes in and asks if the car is almost ready because she's cold, which is weird. Weird. Uh-huh. So there she meets uh, Joey Buttafuoco, and they kind of have a little bit of um, chem- a look. I want to say chemistry, but that's gross. Yeah, a look and illegal. Yeah, yeah, and a- gross. Didn't and gross, gross. Beyond gross yeah. and illegal. At a press con- at a press conference on May twenty second, nineteen ninety two, police announce. That Amy Fisher has been arrested for shooting Mary Jo Buttafuoco in the head and that the driver with Amy is still at large. The reporter, Amy P., asks what kind of relationship Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco had. Joey, go fuck yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. The detective states there was a sexual relationship with Amy and Joey and it was a quote unquote near fatal attraction Mm. when Amy became obsessed with Joey. Okay. Amy P is then assigned to the Amy Fisher story. Fantastic. Yes. Which I think she thinks she's too good for. Yeah. I think she wanted to be on the election. Yeah. But she's on a tab. She's at the New York post. It's a little tabloidy. It's a little tabloidy. It is today. I'm assuming it was then. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Then we see interviews with her high school classmates discussing rumors about her on a TV show called Hard Copy. So back in the 80s and 90s, tabloid television was a huge, huge thing. And the Mm -hmm. Hard Copy and um, what was the other one that we see? A Current Affair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, okay, then, then there's a scene where in jail after her arrest, Amy's on the phone with somebody. We don't know yet who it is. Correct. And she's saying, I really screwed up. And then Hmm. she hangs up the phone. Sounds like an admission. Right. Yep. So after the high school, um, the hard copy interviews the high schoolers, we find Amy P is doing the same thing. Okay. Um, And then one of Amy's friends tells Amy P that Joey gave her a beeper. Okay. Which I guess kind of becomes important later. In court now, there's an interview with Mary Jo from her hospital bed. So this flashback would be right after the shooting. Yes. And her face is covered up in bandages. So you can see that she's still in very bad shape. Yep. I'm, I'm sure those injuries took a long, long time to recover. Absolutely. From. So in jail, now we're in jail. Amy meets with her lawyer, Eric Nyberg, and she's flirts with him. It's super gross. And, yep. and he kind of is like grossed out by it too, I think. I think so. Because it's gross. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently she's not used to men saying no to her. For some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Now they show Joey and Amy flirting with Joey as he's looking at damage to Amy's car. She tells Joey she's 16 and he says he's he married Joe when married Joe when he was 21, but they were 16 when they met. So let's take a break and listen. Perfect. 16. And already you got a car. I bet your daddy bought it for you. Maybe. I bet he buys you everything. Can we not talk about him? That's fine with me. That's 300 for the pinstripe. 
What were you like when you were 16? I don't know, normal. So, uh, what do you want, red or pink? Normal like you had a girlfriend? Like I had a wife. You were married at 16. You ask a lot of questions. I'm curious. So was the cat, and look what happened to her. You think you're bossy to me, but you're not bossy to me. All right. Maybe maybe it's just my manipulation to control you. Uh, oh! oh no, I'm just kidding. All right, now <laughs> here we go. I, you're not bossy. Okay. Sometimes I sometimes I need to be reminded. Did you hear that, are. children of mine? I, I am not they're bossy. Not, they're not. They're, oh wait, they're they don't not. listen. <laughs> Maybe someday they will, and Maybe then they'll someday. know, and they'll feel, and then, and then they'll be like, "We should have been listening to mom." Yeah, yeah listen right. to your mother. Right. Also, my children, listen to your mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like literally, listen to us. Like we'd listen to you. Yeah. Just we, want you to no, know. You know how much shit we've said. We'd through? also stand in front of a train for you. But, yeah. You know. Also, that's beside the point. Yeah. Do you know how many bad stuff we had to sit through? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mom guilt. Yeah. Mom guilt. Mom guilt. All right, let's get out of the Speaking of room. parenting. Oh, yes. We let's find see, out. how good Butterfuko's and the Fishers yeah. did. <laughs> this is a nice segue. We find out that Joey actually has two kids, six and nine. And that, that Amy. That makes me sad. Mm -hmm, and that Amy is an only child. They continue to flirt and she brings up Mary Jo again. Joey says he's got scars older than Amy. And Amy tells Joey she lost her virginity at age 12. So young. Oh, sad. It is sad. In the next scene, her car is back in the shop. Joey tells her it's a big job and Amy's worried about her dad's reaction. Joey offers to tell Amy's dad it was a hit and run. Amy says she could kiss him. He says he's an old man. She says she'll be gentle. He tells her not to start something she can't finish. <sighs> All right. Now. I, I, have, I have no words. I, I, I have no I words. Know. I know. All right, so now, next scene. Amy is talking to her lawyer, and she tells him she first slept with Joey on July 2nd, 1991, when Joey offers her a ride home. At Amy's house, she pours lemonade. Oh, God, this, this is This scene is scene. just nasty. It's the worst. It's na nasty. She puts the glass on her neck, then she sits on the counter, pulls her dress up, and says it's nice and cool. He offers, I can't make, I, you're Ooh. making me read this. Okay, he offers to blow on her. And like blow air in her face, which is yeah. beyond gross. Yeah. We see his hand with his wedding ring on several, several occasions in this scene. And there's a steamy made for TV sex scene. They, they go up to it's, her it's, it's not even steamy. If they were like full on adults, it might've been steamy. Like it would have been Carolyn Warm as steamy, but because she was a 17 year old girl. We're just, just rubbing disgusting. our eyes the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's just, just so disgusting. disgusting. All right, so um, next scene, Amy and Joey are in bed at the Kingsway Lodge. That's a really high-class joint, I heard. Super classy, super, yep. super classy. She tells him he's the most incredible lover she's ever had, and Lord knows she's experienced, Ex you know. I was going to say, I mean, 16. I'm sure somebody in their 30s is probably more experienced than, I don't know, the 14-year-old, 15-year-old guy she's yeah. been with. He tells her that the next time they'll go someplace special, like his boat. You know how special it is to do it on a boat case? Yeah. Or he'll buy her something. I would I would go with that option. Why are they going to a hotel instead of his boat in the first place? Why, like, honestly? Why doesn't he buy her stuff anyway? I don't know. Oh, I know. Oh, because he's married and like twice her age. Anyway, back at her house, Amy's on the phone with Joey. Her dad comes in and Amy throws a pillow at him. You know what? And tells he's him to get out. He's more than twice. Yeah, more, he's more than twice. You see me doing the math I in did. the air? Okay. I did. Okay. On Joey's boat, they're down in the 
cuddy. What is like down where the bedroom is? Yeah, that's called the cuddy cabin where you go okay, down, sure. and that's yeah, the bedroom, the cuddy cabin, whatever. Boating mm -hmm. terms. Boating anyway, terms. Amy is drawing on Joey's back and writes, Amy Butafuco. She asks Joey if he will divorce Mary Joe, and he tells her not to push him. Amy, now another scene, Amy talking to her lawyer, um, Eric, and says that Joey loved her. She asks the lawyer if he's excited, tells him to tell her mother she's not wearing her hair back, and leaves. I mean, that's so. that scene was so weird. She's kind of like flirting with the guy, the lawyer, and yeah. then she's like, are you excited? And then she's like, tell my mom I'm not wearing my hair back, and then she gets up and leaves. It's super weird, yep. and I'm pretty sure that's not at all how that went, because she's walking around that prison like she owns it. That's not how that goes. I don't think 16-year-olds in prison would be all that. No, you know. and also I don't think she's probably not in prison. I probably misspoke. She's probably in juvie. Probably in, yeah. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Well, maybe not, though. 17 would have been turning 18. Attempted murder. I don't know. Yeah. On the courthouse steps, Eric is speaking to reporters. Blah, blah, blah. 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 And then we see a new scene. Mary Jo Buttafuoco is being wheeled out of the hospital with Joey. Her face is bruised. Um, she's got a cane and her hair is in a bandana. Yes. All right. New scene. In the newsroom. Which newsroom? <laughs> Which are, like, ABP's, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Amy P. is watching the coverage of Mary Jo Buttafuoco. That's a weird thing about this movie is they show Amy a lot watching TV or listening to yeah. other reporting of this story. Yeah. It's kind of boring. It is. And then Amy P. and other reporters are watching a video of Amy Fisher. It appears to be her um, being filmed acting as a call girl. Yeah, because she was... She was, she was a call girl. She yep. was a call girl. She was. And this and somebody there actually was a tape, I think. She was prostituting I, herself. She was, but yeah. I don't know who made that tape. She was being paid to have sex with men. And they were and the ones that they showed in this movie gross. were old men. Old. They were yep. not young guys. Yep. It was gross. So now Amy P, the reporter, is writing a story about Amy, um, who is now being called a Lolita. Lolita. Yep. Um, Amy P is at a current affair office, a tabloid TV show. For those of you who don't know, the reporter she meets with says that they paid a thousand dollars for the tape that was watched earlier. Um, Amy P reminds him that Amy Fisher was only 16 when the tape was made, but this guy doesn't care because you know, he's a tabloid TV show producer. So, yeah, I mean, it just didn't end with the levels of, nastiness that these tabloids went to that yeah joey betafuco went to i mean it was just a feeding frenzy for everybody every everybody tried to monetize their positions yep in this story so now next uh next scene can you imagine what it'd be like today you'd have joey betafuco making tiktoks like Maybe he would be singing to paparazzi, like lip syncing to paparazzi. Paparazzi. You think oh he'd my wear God. Those, those pants? Wear those gross pants. What are those wore? called? Zumas or Zima? Stupid, idiotic. They're not called Zima. Zima. That was a drink. <laughs> that was a delicious and refreshing drink. Oh my God. All right. So now we've got um, Amy's indictment being read by the court. And in the background, and then the scene is reporters trampling all over her, um, Amy Fisher's front lawn. And they got garbage. There's windows. Garbage there's all garbage over. all over. It's the windows weird. are covered in newspaper from the inside, and her father is inside crying. And um, then you've got Amy Fisher pleading not guilty to the charges. Okay. 
So how do you plead not guilty to those charges? I mean, for real. I think everybody just pleads not guilty, whether they did it or not. Yeah, I guess if you plead guilty, you're going to jail. It's game over. But it, like, wouldn't it be nice if you really did do it? If you just said, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm going to have some integrity and save the save the, save no. some money for this county. Yeah. People in jail don't aren't necessarily. So I think meh. what was worse was that this lawyer was constantly defending her. Yeah. And I just, I know, I but, guess his job, I but, guess his job, yes. but he didn't have to go to the reporters to defend her. No, I mean, just, that kind it's of just shit that was, every, it, it's just that this is an example of the, the media feeding frenzy that happens It was, around. but I mean, I mean, as far as the lawyer goes, her lawyer goes, he, he was willingly out there putting, you oh, know, yeah. sometimes these lawyers, and I'm not saying this guy did, but sometimes these lawyers, I can think of like for, um, uh, Casey Anthony, like the, these lawyers become very famous. Yes. Uh, OJ Simpson trial. We've yep. heard of a little, a little family called the Kardashians. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can ma make this and turn it into a yep. high, high level career. And so everybody's getting something out of this. Yep. That's what I couldn't stand. And they were beating us over the head with stories all the fucking time when this happened. Yep. This was a huge story. It remember? was, it was everywhere. Ugh. It annoyed me so much back then. On June 2nd, 1992, the prosecutor, the prosecutor, <laughs> the, prosecutor the prosecutor requests no bail, stating that Amy is a call girl. Amy's lawyer blames Joey Buttafuoco and calls him a pimp. Um, and so bail is set at $2 million. Amy's lawyer is outraged at the bail. The prosecutor brings up the missing person report where her dad called her extremely dangerous. And you know do you think the lawyer really gave a shit either way? No. no. I don't think he cared whether she got out or not. No. Now, there's a flashback to Amy with a John at a hotel room. And then there's another flashback with the another John. John. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now, back in jail, Amy is supposed to meet with her mom, but she leaves before they can talk. She does a lot of that. She does. Now we're at Joey's house. Are you keeping up with me, people? Yeah. Don't Joey is making a sandwich. He's making a Having sandwich a and listening to the radio. Someone calls in and says that he's their gardener and saw him and Amy going at it in the pool. Then they show Joey's backyard and show that there is no pool. So, Joey. The, the thing about this, this scene and the thing about Joey, go fuck yourself, is that allegedly he loved to be on TV. Yeah. He loved to talk. He loved to call in. He did it all the time. Yep. He was such an attention whore. Yep. So it's like they're trying to make him look like a victim, but he wasn't a victim. No. <laughs> and even if he was a victim, he didn't act like a victim afterwards. Yeah. So Joey Don't calls in yourself. himself and now he denies cheating on Mary Jo and he denies all the claims. And Amy P and the police are listening. Yeah, they're just sitting there listening. on the radio. Amy P was at a diner yep. standing behind the counter listening. Yep. While mm -hmm. the lady was like waitressing. Yep. Ding, so, ding. Order up. Yep. <laughs> shh, shh. I'm listening to the radio. Don't. Can you listen, Donna? Donna, Donna, could you please stop? Stop ringing the bell, Donna. We want to hear this about we the Butterfuco boy. Joey Butterfuco. Joey, go fuck yourself. All right. So. <laughs> Joey's lawyer, shocking, denies that Joey had an affair with Amy. What? But does admit that they did once have pizza. You, you know, you know what going to have pizza means. That's oh, a yeah. euphemism for euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, let's take a break. We got a flashback of Amy and Joey at the pizza break. Uh, at the pizza. <laughs> <place>. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't know. We never know what's going to happen. No, nope, no. Nope. Joey, go fuck yourself. There was nothing between them. Period. So? So, uh, I don't know. Look, my dad will kill me if he knows I crashed again. Your dad's a good customer. Only because I'm a lousy driver. Don't forget how you get that money. Don't tell him. I can't do it, Amy. It's not right. Thanks. See if I can help you out sometime. Oh my God, as I'm choking. <laughs> oh my God. I really think one of these days we're going to have to record the outtakes. Oh, gosh. Oh, that was it's so your funny. turn to talk about this goddamn movie. I couldn't even, I couldn't even breathe for a second there. <laughs> We had to start making blooper reels. <coughs> I, I got her coughing and everything. Oh my god, that was awesome. Oh my gosh, that was the best laugh. Don't you love it? Oh no, I got I got <clears> mascara <throat> coming out my face. I didn't put any makeup on today because you know. Well, I did, but I'm kind of regretting it. I knew I'd be rubbing my eyes with this oh, movie often. Because, yeah, we're like crying and laughing. Laughing crying. We got a whole box of Kleenex. We're good to go. Now Joey's talking to someone we can't see. He again denies any affair and he just you know he didn't know she was a prostitute yeah I, and i believe that part i, I believe that believe he that. didn't know about the prostitution i i believe i believe that as well i kind of mm -hmm. i don't know what makes me feel that way but i do believe it although he what she is using his beeper mm -hmm. but yeah then, but then they said earlier that one of the movies was she was 16 and that was before she no she did meet joey when she was 16 yeah because she had just gotten her car yeah okay so i don't know it's weird but then there's this really bizarre scene that I just hate so much. It's and it's so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I don't even know why they wrote the scene. So Amy's in the shop asking Joey to tell her parents that she got herpes from him. And then he's like, no, I won't do that. I barely know you. I'm not getting involved. Why would a 17-year-old girl come to you and ask you to do that if you're not sexually involved with that person? It's such a, and his, and his reaction was, I barely know you. What are you talking about? You're sleeping with her. I, that's what I don't like about this movie is that nobody's trustworthy. Everybody's lying and everybody, all they're in it is for themselves. It's just awful. Yeah. All I'm going to say is those poor children. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, because they were really the victims. I mean, Mary and Jo Mary was jo too. too. She really Let's was. Be she truly was. Poor she Mary Jo. She didn't do uh, anything. Poor Mary Jo continued to torture herself for years afterwards by yes. staying with him, which yes. is also sad. Yes. But, and and really, I don't even know if she got justice. But anyway, in the next scene, Joey's talking to Amy's parents. That's another weird thing. So he's at Amy's parents' house talking to them. Yeah. He denies an inappropriate relationship with Amy. And Amy's dad apologizes to Joey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Ugh. Now we're back with Joey talking to an unknown person. And okay. he's still denying any sexual relationship with Amy Fisher. Okay. Because I guess if you deny it enough, that makes it true. He just continues with the denial. Right. In the next scene, we see Amy Mary Jo. She's have, giving an interview. And she says that Amy Fisher is sick and a liar. She's probably not wrong. She says Joey would have never lied to her. And he would never have an affair. I wish I could do a Long Island accent. Oh, yeah. 
No, I'm not because even going to try. You know who does the best Long Island accent is Jillian Pensavalli on True Crime Obsessed. Well, that's true. She's because she really, practically grew. I think didn't she? But she's from New York City for sure. So yeah, um, I don't know, but she does the best accents. In the next scene, we're at the courthouse. Amy P is talking to someone who tells her that Amy's dad went to the DA and said that his daughter was having an affair with an older man. I think this happened before the shooting, but they don't expressly say that. Yeah, because why would they want you to know, like, the order of things? They don't have... I don't even think they know the order of things by the time this nonsense gets done. Yeah. So the DA suggested that Mr. Fisher file a statutory rape charge, but then he doesn't. So, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go to the courthouse and complain, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Amy P asks who the young, so there's a young man talking to the prosecutor during this time. And Amy P asks who that is. And then the guy she's talking to says, it's an old boyfriend of Amy's named Chris Jones. Yes. Now in another flashback, Amy comes out from Joey's place. She tells Chris that Joey is going to marry her after he gets divorced. Amy asks Chris where she can get a gun. And she says, if Mary Jo won't go quietly, a gun would come in handy. All right. Right. Okay, that makes all the sense in the world. And and all these people, she's complaining to all these people that she's going to kill Mary Jo, and nobody tells any authority. No. Mm -mm. no. That would frighten me. And nobody looks at her and says, um, that's a little bit messed up. Maybe I'm not going to get you a gun until we can kind of talk this through. Yeah. And even then, when we talk it through, I just feel like you don't need a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, all. all these people she chooses to hang out with are just as bad as she is. Mm-hmm. So um, then Amy P. drops a tabloid, so uh, probably the Inquirer, onto a mm. reporter's desk and complains that everyone is lawyered up. So now she really has no story yeah, because everybody's go. lawyered up. Yep. At a police interview, Chris Jones's friend, Stephen Sleeman, okay. tells police mm. he met Amy through Chris and that he told Amy he would get her a gun. Okay. Now we have another flashback. Here we go. Amy's driving her in her new car with Stephen. Yeah. And they go to the Buttafuoco house. Amy tells Stephen she wants she wants him and tells him to follow Mary Jo around. And then she kisses Stephen. Yep. So she's basically manipulating him into following Mary Jo. Yep. Mary Jo leaves her house and Stephen follows her to the mall. Amy shows up and gets mad because he didn't go inside and follow her. Yeah. And then Amy asks what Mary Jo was wearing and if she looked good. Then she then she does everything that girls, 17-year-old girls do in a TV movie. Yeah. She goes down on him in the mall parking mm -hmm. lot in his car. Yeah. And then and then she gives him money for the gun and leaves. Yep. Later, Amy goes to Steven's house and tells him to get his gun. They're doing it right now. Okay. So now we're back at the Buttafuoco residence. Okay. Amy's Amy's at ringing the doorbell and pretending she's selling can candy. Yeah. Stephen has a shotgun and is standing. I said, he's standing, well, not really behind a tree. No. Kind of in front of it. Yep. And in this neighborhood, you would e easily see some dude with a gun yep. pointed at you. Especially because it was like a rifle. It wasn't just a little handgun. It no, was, it was it, a, rifle. a rifle. Yeah. But he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it, thankfully. Yeah. So Stephen tells the police that Amy called for months for him to get that gun, but then she didn't, then she said she didn't need it anymore. And the detective asks why he didn't come forward earlier. And he states he, <laughs> he's standing at her house with a shotgun. Yep. 
And he tells the detectives that he didn't think she was serious. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I mean. I mean, that was a funny little joke. Yeah. And then we the find gun. out that he has immunity. Yeah. He aimed a shotgun at this woman. Yep. With the intent to possibly kill her if he yep. came up with the courage. And then he gets immunity. And we don't know if there's um, lies being told by him. How nope. do we know that? We don't know. We don't know that. We don't trust anybody. No. No. We don't trust. There's nobody trustworthy in this movie. No. As Steven is leaving, Amy P. comes up to him. Like, she's like, she becomes one of those mass reporters. Yeah. And then, of course, he just drives off without answering. Yeah. So now we're outside the courtroom, and Eric is talking to the press again, because that's what he does. That's, he does. That's Amy's lawyer. Yep. Now it's June 2nd, 1992. <sighs> he's, he's telling the reporters... Amy's offering exclusive rights to her story for $2 million to bond her out. So basically what he's doing is trying to sell the rights to her story. Yep. Which is such, oh, it's just so wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that do it and have done it because I don't, I don't know how you can do it because of the son of Sam laws, but I think some of those have changed. Yeah. And could, it could be. And, 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 at this point in time, there's no she's not prosecuted for any That's crime. That's true, and that so, was the argument that he makes, yeah. right? She's not prosecuted, so we can we can sell her rights to her story. Yeah. So then Mary Jo and 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 Joey are talking to reporters as well. Blah blah blah. And I say blah 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 because whenever, especially Mary Jo and Joey are talking, it's just blah. He he took over and blah 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 it all the way through. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. So now Amy is Amy P is talking to Klein, who is the prosecutor. So let's let's take a break and listen to that. I don't even like either of them. Nope. Nope. Bye. Not killed both his parents and got out on one million dollars bail. Are you telling me that he was less of a threat than Amy Fisher? Amy Fisher is a flight risk. She has a history of being a runaway. In my opinion, two million dollars is too low. Well, what about Sleeman, an admitted participant in trying to kill Mary Jo, and he doesn't report it to the police. You grant him immunity while Amy is held up on the highest bail in Nassau County for attempted murder. Apples and oranges. We needed Mr. Sleeman's testimony. Such a good counter, Casey. All the math. All the maths you do. Actually, you know, the Ladybug song is pretty funny as an adult because there's there's like um it's just there's kind of like inside adult jokes in the Ladybug song Uh because uh you know I always like the inchworm. Well, you know, you know it's my dream. To become an inchworm? No. That's the best. To write the perfect children song. To be out, yeah, and to sing on Sesame Street with the Muppets. See, I would like to do that, but I think I would now after this last week, I kind of want to go be on Blue's Clues. Measuring. Right? That was so great. I want to go see Steve and give him a hug. Peter Gugenti. Gugenti. Peter G. Arrives. Peter G. That's perfect. Okay, back to the movie. Peter G. Arrives and is surrounded by reporters. Amy... Amy P, the reporter, says that he's supposedly the driver for Amy during the shooting and that they've been looking for him for weeks. Okay, so now we know who he is. Okay, Peter G. Yep. In school jail, (laughs) Amy is taking a final. She has a flashback to Joey with gifts at the mall. Amy shows up and is mad because he didn't show up for their date the night before. They fight and he breaks it off. She shows him some lingerie she bought for him, starts crying, and tells him not to say it's over. He didn't like her lingerie. Yeah. Hmm. 
All right. So on. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> because because actually, like when you when you said lingering, I was like, do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Do you know? Um, <laughs> you know I'm such a fool for you. That's a great song. I, gotta, I, I know. don't know. When I listen, that reminds me of our days back in the day when I would be like, Beth, quit your job this summer. Okay. Hang. I'd be like, okay, we're, so let's get some beer and start drinking. Yeah. After let's we go, go hang out. After we go look for some cute boys. Yep. And then we got to go to Vatucci's. Yep. But yeah. we're going to go dancing too. We got to go dancing because Tuesday night, Esso. Yep. Thursday night was Maryland's, right? Yeah. Um, Friday night was Mad Planet. True. Saturday night was, was Esso. Yep. And then on Sunday nights, Esso had quarter tappers too, yeah. I think. Or or um, way, way back Sunday nights, Park Avenue was, was oh, um, yeah. gay night. Ladies and gentlemen, back in the day, there was this thing we had called ladies nights and quarter tapper nights. Yeah. Back when they didn't care if you drank and drive. Yeah. You could drink all night on $3. We would walk home though. Yeah. And even there was a cover at Esso, but I think it was like a dollar. Yep. Yep. All right. So back yeah, to we, the movie. We did. We walked home. We lived two blocks from those places. Yes. We walked home and sang songs. We go eat my fishers. Yep. Yes. Delicious. And um, 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 Jalisco's. I always Jalisco's. loved to go get there. They had the best burritos. Yeah. Tim loved Jalisco's. I'm super sad that they that they're not there anymore. I know. All right. So now let's let's go. Let's flash around in this movie a little more. I was going to talk about what we do now, which is go to Beans and Barley and bookstores. It's true. Yeah. It's a much quieter life. Yeah, but it's so much more fun. And we get so much more sleep. I know. It's sleep so is fun. awesome. Yeah. I like sleep. I love sleep. I like books. On Christmas morning, the Badafucos are opening I don't gifts. like the Badafucos. No, we don't. And listening to Christmas carols while at Amy's house, she's just looking at a snow globe. <laughs> her dad is reading the paper and her mom is picking up the gift wrapping and nobody's speaking. So, you know, I guess they're giving us that dichotomy. Yes. All right. So another scene. Amy goes into a gym and asks for Paul, a personal trainer. She introduces herself and tells Paul that Joey sent her. Okay. Then we got another scene. Now we've got, um, we're back at Joey's shop. Another bizarre encounter. Yep. Because Amy asks Joey to go to the prom. And didn't they break up by this point? I don't even know anymore. I don't even want to draw a timeline because I don't no, you're right. fucking There's no timeline. care. Who asked a 36-year-old man? See, now at my prom, if you, if you asked somebody who was outside of the school, you actually had to get permission from the school mm -hmm. to bring yeah. somebody that wasn't. Mm -hmm. I'm Do you think a married man that you're having an affair with is going to want to show up at your high school prom as your date? Principal Ball! Principal Ball, <laughs> is it okay if, if Amy Fisher brings an a, a 36-year-old man? Yeah, he said that was fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Okay. All right. Is it okay? Is it okay if we find, can we find someone to babysit? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna find a freshman. They'll babysit for married married Joe Joey's kids. Okay, perfect. Oh, all right. So, oh, what tangled webs we weave, right? Joey apparently gives a T-shirt. Well, not apparently. I saw it happen in the scene. Joey gives <laughs> Amy Fisher a T-shirt that has that the shop made up, just like a whatever, but a Foucault's body shop. Yeah. And he tells Amy she's in the top ten of best customers because it she truly say, was. On the back, it should say hashtag Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Remember, there was no hat that back then. I it would have been number. I and know. People would have been like number. Go fuck yourself. Do you what? think that people like Joey? Do you think that people saw him and went, "That's a cool guy. Look at those pants." Nope, never. 
Nope. Back in the, the gym. And the mullet. Yeah. With the perm. Oh, Jesus, Lord in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're back at the gym with Amy, and um, she, Paul is, like, personal training her. She's working out, <laughs> and she's working. She's... <laughs> Yeah, he's counting her reps. Kind of training is he giving her? Right. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, she's wearing her T-shirt from Joey's shop. Of course, she's talking to this guy about how much she hates Mary Joe, and um, then she kisses him. (laughs) So weird. All right, it's so weird. Like, oh, my boyfriend's married to this woman I hate. Let's make out. Yeah. All right, so new scene. Are you ready? Because it keeps I, happening. I just don't think so. But how did she get into a bar? Whatever. I don't know. I'm guessing on top of everything else, she probably had a fake ID. Think she about probably, it. Probably did. At a bar. Oh, and oh no, it would have been 21. Okay, never mind. At a bar playing pool. Yeah, Amy, for sure. By for sure by then, everybody was 21. Yeah. Amy is with a friend talking about Joey, and she catches the eye of Peter Gugenti. Gugenti. Peter G. All right. Peter G. New scene. It is May 19th, 1992. And Amy is at school when her beeper goes off and and it wakes her up, right? Yeah, she's asleep. She's sleeping. And she's like, oh shit. And all the class like sees that the beeper goes off. Because that is something that that I found, and I know you did too, in like researching this, that that people that went to school with her said, Yeah, she had a beeper. Yeah. She could beep during school. She'd leave and then she'd meet a John. Yeah. Do the nasty, get some cashy, and then come back to school, maybe mm-hmm. for cheerleading practice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think she was a cheerleader. I don't think I she's a cheerleader like, type. I feel like she was a little busy for be to do to go to a practice every day. Exactly. She was busy practicing other things. All right. So now Peter picks her up. This is Peter. Peter, Peter Pumpkin Eater. Peter G. And she gives him a lot of money. He drives her to the Buttafucos from Peter's perspective. She now. goes there a lot. Yep. Yeah. Now we have this odd perspective. Yep. This, because this movie. We're going to get another no perspective cohesive. in a little while. Yeah. They're all okay. stupid though. All right. So um, we see Amy ring the doorbell and we hear a gunshot while he's changing the radio station. Rah, 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 yeah, he rah, happens rah, rah. to look down. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Amy lays Mary Jo, Mary jo on the ground because she's just shot her and runs to the car and Peter and Amy drive off. Yeah. And of course, he's like, I didn't see the shooting happen. I didn't know that's why we were going there. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah. On June 28th. Okay. So now new scene. This June 28th, 1992. It's Amy's graduating class. And so it's this back and forth between the, this graduation ceremony and this very weird kind of handmaid's tale sort yes. of scene. Yes. Where where they're wrapping a white sheet around Amy, kind of toga style, because they did yeah. the nice little draping but on the side. But not just Amy, all the All girls. these women, and they're walking down a hall, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? I, I honestly, I thought, oh, are they having like a little graduation ceremony at the jail? Yeah, I wasn't, I had no idea what was going on. So, okay. So, we, I'm just going to finish the, the, the graduation scene at Amy's high school graduation basically is the guy who's reading names skipping over Amy's name. It's so stupid. Big fucking deal. Yeah. All right. Now, but back to the girls in the togas, they're all actually, it's a police lineup. And yeah. I guess they were just showing their faces to, I don't, I have no idea. I have never seen nor heard of that before in my life never and we've seen a lot of crime stuff it's yeah it's weird, weird. also you may you pointed out though that at this point mary joe but mary joe but is completely healed yeah which 
to me, doesn't make sense that they would have a lineup of her because she was arrested almost right away. I don't even, I don't even understand. No, that was very confusing. And it also added to the messy timeline that is already too hard to follow. Yes. I'm just looking to see. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was just looking to see in the true story, like she's actually shot on May 19th. So this is June 28th. And I, I can't, I can't believe no, that she, she, you're right. She can't possibly, have she can't been possibly that have been that, that healed no. because she, the woman was shot in the face by Amy. I'm, I'm surprised if she would even be, be, first of all, I'm surprised that she would have even been out of the hospital by then. And that they're even made. It was just a dumb scene. Whoever wrote it, it was a dumb scene. Yeah, and she was she was walking with a cane for a long time. So she didn't have a cane. Yeah. But also, who is graduation at the end of June? What is going on with the white sheets in A Handmaid's Tale style? It's so, so fucking dumb. Weird. I'm moving on. All right, let's go. All right. Now, you're, it cuts you to have a scene. Much, you have a much better ability to move on than I do. <laughs> I, you know, I get stuck in things. We are now seeing the shooting scene from Mary Jo's perspective. She answers the door to Amy. She steps outside. Amy tells her that her little sister is having an affair with Mary Jo's wife. They talk. Amy even shows a t-shirt. Like, look, he gave her a t-shirt. And, and, and Mary Jo's like, everybody has those t-shirts. Yeah. They talk and then Amy shoots Mary Jo in the head. All right, now cut to reporter Amy P. She's writing another story at her desk. All right, now, new scene. Prosecutors asking for bail to be rejected because a movie production company is posting it. The prosecutor agree or argues that it's illegal because felons can't profit from their crimes. The defense says she's innocent until proven guilty. Exactly what we were talking about before. The judge allows Amy Fisher to be free on bail, but is barred from contacting Mary Jo. You think? Whatever. I'm pretty sure that Amy's done with Mary Jo at this point. Amy leaves her house and reporters are on the front lawn yelling questions at her. Her lawyer says they're taking Amy for a nice Italian meal. Yeah, I mean, it's really important after all the jail she's had to serve in high school prison. Right, new scene. At an interview with Mary Jo and Joey, Mary Jo says she's frightened and that Amy is a sick girl. I would be terrified if that girl was still on the streets. Yep. Paul, now remember Paul? He was the personal trainer, Paul. Paul, not Paul the poet. (laughs) (laughs) Inside joke! (laughs) All right, Paul is talking to a reporter, and we can see that the call earlier saying she screwed up was to Paul. Mm -hmm. All right, so see how this is tying nicely together. Um, Yeah, no. Not really. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. He's trying to get an angle to get on TV, but the reporter isn't interested in rehash news. So. He, wa- he wants to make himself some money. Right? Money, money, money. At Amy's house, we've got Paul speaking to her parents. And then we're back at the gym, where Amy asks Paul to marry him so that they can have conjugal visits. She says she wants to be on TV for money. She says that if she's going through pain and suffering, she deserves a Ferrari. This is the video I think that absolutely turned the world against her. So the scene cuts to a camera tape because of them. she is has pain and suffering, Casey. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is suffering and deserves a Ferrari. She's for a piece shooting of work. her boyfriend's wife in the face. Yeah nearly killing her and taking her away from the two children. Yep. She wants to become step parents too. Yep. 
Saying it out loud makes it sound even worse, doesn't it? It sure does. All right, let's move on. On, on <laughs> September 23rd, 1992, Amy Fisher pleads guilty. That's like six months later, right? Mm, so June, May, July, June, August, July, August, later. September. Okay. Uh, the judge tells her she has to tell the truth about what happened. She repeats the story about the shooting and admits that the gun, it was loaded when she went over there. It was loaded. Okay. All right. Amy's got a gun. <laughs> Amy's got a gun. All right. After court, Amy and her lawyer run from the reporters. Run! It's the paparazzi! Papa, paparazzi. All right. Now, the prosecutor speaks to reporters and tells them, how did I have like five pages to read right now? I don't it's just know. What I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. You got a so... lot more to go, girl. <laughs> Thank God I don't have a mask on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. The prosecutor speaks to reporters and tells them that Mary Jo was okay with the guilty plea to lesser charges if Joey doesn't get in any trouble. Joey. Joey. You doesn't... know, Joey, that statutory rape thing. Yeah, Joey. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joey would never, never lie to Mary Jo. Never. You can't have sex with children, Joey. Joey. Jesus Christ. How, TV oh, movie Joey. Gross. How many affairs have you really had, TV oh movie God. Joey? Gross. Gross, gross, gross. What girls? See, that's the thing. I'm the, Partly why I believe that this all happened the way it happened, the way that they state it's happening, and the way that Amy says it happened is because he's the kind of guy that, really can't get a woman unless he's completely manipulating her just like his wife look at how indoctrinated she was oh my god you know oh he was grooming amy he's so gross it's so gross he is gross he's with a mullet and those pants oh my god. listen give him a goog even when those him pants were in style only only assholes wore those pants like, right truly you were only you know who wore those pants not teenage boys i'm just not even going to make the accusation because but it has to do with nope. steroids and being yeah. a gym a gym rat and gross mm -hmm, all right mm -hmm. i'm going back to another scene are you ready I, we cut. I, I feel like i need to have a cigarette and a drink right now <laughs> i feel like a shower might be in order i'm not even sure all right, Ooh. we cut to Mary Jo, and she's complaining that Amy pleaded guilty to accidental assault. I don't smoke or drink, by the way. Yeah. But Maybe I feel like should. it right now. Yeah. We should start. Let's go. <laughs> it's it's Mimosa Sunday. Oh, see? Um, all right. So Mary Jo thinks that Amy should have gotten been charged with attempted murder. And she's also mad that Joey's charged with statutory rape. So nothing that Mary Jo wanted came out of this. And to be yeah. fair, I think that she gets some say because she was the one who was shot in the face. Yeah. And I think it's really too bad because the prosecutor's like, yeah, she's fine with it. And then she's like, not, not really. Yeah. I'm not really fine with it because um, she really got away. Yep. All right. So now we've got reporter Amy in her office, irritated that Amy Fishy has pled down because now the story's basically I over. I think you just said Amy Fishy. <laughs> She is a little fishy, she you is know. Fishy. Amy a little Fisher fishy. Is fishy. All right. So fishy Fisher. 
in the next scene because why not why stick with one scene for more than you know, 30 you seconds know how hard it is to write a script when all you're writing is <laughs> in, in the, the next in scene. this flashback in this scene <laughs> in the next scene there's you only did a great so job. many ways that i, I can there's only it's so many all like say. like two sentence paragraphs because it's like that's all the movie jumps around someday i'm going to insist we get a tv movie that has one scene it's like one two-hour scene <laughs> All right, so now we are watching a video on hard copy. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even remember the music that still, that. I think that show might still be on. Oh, good Lord. Or am All I right. thinking of True Crime Daily? I don't know. Oh, I don't know it's uh, it's a video from the gym of where Amy and Paul were oh, talking, wait. and she I, was talking I, about I know I love visits. I know how much you love it when I cut you off, but I know how I'll know if hard copy is still on the air. What? Well, my phone's right here, so I'm going to say that if it's still on the air, I'm going to get a, a an ad coming through my <laughs> Facebook true. feed. It's true. All I'll right. let you all know. We'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to keep interrupting. No, 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 no. Please do, because it's this fishy. is a lot. Okay, so Fishy and Paul are, there's a videotape shown on hard copy, that conversation that she had with Paul about, about the, the conjugal visit and the Ferrari. And so she is busted. So two reporters are discussing Amy's true character. Like, really? You didn't have a clue about it right. before? Amy stumbles upon it um, playing. Uh, like she Amy turned on the TV and it's Fisher on. is watching TV and sees this episode of Hard Copy. She looks quite surprised to see herself on TV. So now we cut to Amy, the reporter. <sighs> she okay. answers the phone in her office and it's Amy fucking Fisher. Ugh. Amy Fisher tells Amy, the reporter, that Amy Fisher has no friends and needs someone to talk to. Amy Fisher tells the reporter that the tape was edited, but she can't talk about herself. Amy, the reporter, asks if this is about the movie deal. Amy Fisher says she feels remorseful. Yeah, she doesn't really respond directly. Amy Fisher says she was a normal teenager when she met Joey. Which really, wasn't really not true. so sure. Mm -hmm. Amy Fisher says that Amy Fisher was serious when Amy Fisher asked Paul to marry her. We should have just been calling her fishy Amy the whole time. No shit. All right. And that's that. New scene. Yes. Now it is. And scene. <laughs> now it is September 26, 1992. Reporters, once again, are outside of Amy's house eating donuts. Can you imagine the neighbors? No. Oh, oh my God. Um, <clears throat> Amy Fisher's dad walks in on her taking a handful of pills. The lawyer and her mom take her to the ER. The lawyer tells the doctor that Amy tried killing herself the night before and again that day. All right, new scene. Now we've got hard copy. And scene. Doing a press interview. They wish Amy well and announce that they have another tape. That girl just could not stop herself. She can't stop talking. No. It's an audio tape of Amy and Paul in jail. And Amy talks about how much Joey hurt her. She accuses her father of doing terrible things to her. It's like the story just never, never ends. ends and they never did like pursue that. No. Complaint about the father. So we don't know what, what's true Who with knows? that or not. Who yeah. knows? All right, new scene. Mrs. Fisher, that's Amy's mom. She meets with the reporter, Amy, to show her pictures and talk about the real Amy Fishy. Except um, the mom gives the reporter a list of things she can't talk about because of the movie production contract. 
Mrs. Fisher offers to let the reporter meet little Miss Amy Fishy once she's out of jail. Mrs. Fisher says she's proud of Amy. And then Amy P is shocked. Um, sorry, distraction. And reminds Mrs. Fisher that Amy is a convicted felon. And she calls her a monumental brat. I love it. So now just thinking, Case, do you think this is the movie that they were that she sold the rights to? I don't to? know. I'm curious to know which one it was. I'm gonna have to do a little research because yeah, I actually figure that just out. didn't even occur to me until right now that this could be the movie. Yeah. But it wasn't from Amy's point of view, so I feel like it might be the Alyssa Milano one. Who knows? It might even be that third one. That third one. Or it might actually, even be one that never actually got produced. That's true. That's true. Or it could have been a book. Ooh. Okay. All right. Now, new scene. I know you're shocked. What a surprise. We are at the psychiatric hospital where Amy Fisher is dreaming that she's making lasagna for Joey and his kids. And the movie ends. Yeah, just ends. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, finally. It's, it's almost like they take this big scoop of manure, drop it on your doorstep and walk away. Yeah, that's the end, people. <laughs> so the movie ends with text that states the Nassau County D.A., found that there was insufficient evidence that Joey Buttafuoco and Amy Fisher had a sexual relationship. On, on December Spoiler 1st, alert, they did. 1992, Amy Fisher was sentenced to five to 15 years in prison. And oh. scene. I feel like we should start rating these movies, but how do we rate them? What do we give them? Little televisions? I can't. Little tellies? How many out of five tellies would I give this one? Um, negative 4,000. One, because the acting was good. Oh, yeah. But the movie itself was like, Beth, it was so distracting. I didn't know what was going on. No. Like if I didn't know the storyline, exactly. I wouldn't have known because they do only occasionally do they put the date of this is this, this is that. And so it's like, well, when did that happen? And when did that happen? And maybe they didn't put dates on things because they're alleged things. I, I'm not sure. But that's an interesting point because they really only did the dates on some things, not others. On like the official, official thing. But I think, I think this movie, I think that this story became so convoluted because there was so much in the press that it yes. was hard to even keep track of. And clearly they didn't expect this movie to like be seen at a later date where there might be some, now I don't even want to say historical significance because that's not it, but at some point somebody might say, "What's Amy Fisher?" Well, Let's there's watch pop the culture historical significance for sure. That's true. That's right, and tabloid television significance for sure. And they knew, and that I mean that this this story really, really, and it lasted feels like a couple of years or longer. And my nanny certainly enjoyed following it because you know well, she she liked those I'm, true crimes. I'm not ashamed to say that I watched hard copy. Well, I'm a little ashamed. But I also watched The Current Affair, a lot of that. Oh, yeah. And I still like, I do I do occasionally watch True Crime Daily. Yeah. I don't watch it that much because I don't have the TV on a lot during the day. So let's very, very briefly talk about some of the true events that we know are the facts. I'm not going to go through the whole story because we it would take us longer than it took us to talk about this movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> On May 19th, 1992, Amy Fisher shot Mary Jo Botafuco in the face at her home in Long Island, New York, by 17-year-old Amy Fisher. Subsequently, Amy was sentenced to 5 to 15 years in prison, which is where the movie ended. Yep. She served seven of those years. So she was out, I think, when she turned 24. Following prison, she married and had three children, 
but was divorced in 2015. She has been an author, a stripper. She made porn. Yep. And according to heavy.com are in a heavy.com article, which I'll link in the show notes. So all the research here is in the show notes. Um, she has changed her name and lives about an hour away from the crime scene on Long Island. She's living in a home that her mom paid for. Yep. Interestingly, I think her father passed away quite a while ago. <clears throat> um, Joey, go fuck yourself. Pleaded guilty to statutory rape in 1993 and served six months in jail. Well, I shouldn't say that. I should say Joey Buttafuoco because that's the real person I was referring to the TV that's true. guy earlier. That's so true. the real Joey Buttafuoco pleaded guilty to statutory rape charges in 1993 and served six months in jail. After his release, he and Mary Jo, who were still together, moved to Southern California and they remained married for many years. He had several minor run-ins with the law. One of them was like. Um, what do you call it? Soliciting a prostitute. Huh, like in 1995. So not huh. that long after this. You know, Beth, a tiger doesn't change its stripes. No, 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 not at all. And he was, oh. when he, when he was charged with that, he was still married by the way. Yep. So mm -hmm. Mary Jo just, you know, I, I do feel sorry for her. I feel very sorry for her, especially because she has to live. With, I mean, can you imagine? It's not just the scars, but there's probably chronic pain. Yeah. I mean, there's yep. there's got to be a lot going on there. And I do feel sorry for her. I just, I just, the the constant defense of him was what really bothered me. Yes. So let's see. And he remarried. So they divorced. He remarried in 2003 and is supposedly writing a screenplay about his life, which I feel certain I won't be watching. Yeah. If that becomes a TV movie, we won't be covering it. No, we won't. In 2003. So in 2003, she filed for divorce, Mary Jo. She also wrote a best-selling autobiography and she's had some reconstructive surgery on her face. In 2012, she remarried, but her husband died in 2018. And today she uses her story to bring awareness to facial paralysis. She does remain close to her two children. So here's a weird sidebar. I don't, do you remember this whole thing in 2000? No. Okay. No, so I don't. If, if you, you can give this a Google and you can find it. But in 2007, the three of them went on Entertainment Tonight and did this kind of bizarro interview where, I don't know, I guess. And by the three, you mean Mary, Mary Jo, Joey, Joey, and, and Amy, Amy Fisher. Fisher. Okay. Keeping in mind that Amy, a Mary Jo and Joey were divorced at this point. Yes. And then after that, Amy and Joey did this weird paparazzi thing where they went out and pretended they were a couple. Papa, it was paparazzi. super creepy. If you watch the, if you watch any of the. No, weird no, I don't want to see any it's of that. It's super gross. So, but basically they weren't together. They were, they were both apparently broken, just wanted a mm -hmm. reality show. And big fat liars. Both yeah. of them. Lying yeah. liars that tell I lies. I wonder why they didn't get a reality show. Huh? Huh? Hmm. Well, Case, I have a I have a personal story about the next. The I next, can't wait. I have a personal connection. Super excited. I know our next movie is. This was your suggestion. Run, Bambi, run. Lorenzo Bambenic, you guys. Run, Bambi, run. Mm. I wish I could remember that song. We'll have to find it. Yeah, I'll, we will. Because you got to sing it in. I will. We we. I I had. I had there's there's at least two Lorenzo Benbenek movies. There's mm -hmm. one with Tatum O'Neill. Yep. And this is not the one with Tatum O'Neill. Well, the bummer. one with Tatum O'Neill actually was like a a two parter and a ah uh, too much. Also, can't Betty Broderick four hours of Betty Broderick was too much. Too much. I think Lorenzo with because uh, but I'll tell you, 
I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from this. I think she was innocent. I never felt she was guilty. So it wasn't Agreed. that I did. And I totally watched agree. that one. I love Tatum O'Neill and she did a great job. It's just too much Lorenzo Vimenic. Yep. And also I couldn't find it. It's just not out there at all. I couldn't even find it streaming on like YouTube. Okay. So we're going to do one called Calendar Girl, Cop or Killer. Ooh. Originally known as Heart of the Lie or Rechain. You know, they sometimes they change these names. Yeah, they do. So we have it on DVD, but also I suggested that at some point in the future, I don't know if it'll be at the end of this year or maybe at the beginning of next year, we may have a little contest and get rid of some of these DVDs. That yeah. We've been yeah. I think so we should we, share yeah. the wealth. I know. And I think that people should be able to um, enjoy the movies to us. You should, you, you should, should also the enjoy the movies if you want to. Mm -hmm. So, or you should be forced to watch. Them. You should Either really way, have to watch really, these movies, yeah. especially this one. So yes. We're going to give away the DVD so that we watch this one. I actually can't wait to get rid of those. <laughs> can't wait. Amy's got it. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite TV movie from the seventies, eighties or nineties that you'd like us to review? Let us know. Let us know. You can find us back on Twitter. All right. Finally. All right, We're, back. We're back. Find us at TV movie club pod one. That's the numeral one. All right. <clears throat> you can find us on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast. We are on Instagram at Made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. Or give the hashtag MFTVMC Podcast a goon <laughs> and you'll find us. Good job, Kate. <laughs> you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And we are now, like we said before, on, on Amazon Music. Super Yay! excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. Feel free to give us five star review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook and tell your friends about <laughs> us. All right. Until next time, we will see you right, right here in the clubhouse. Dun, dun, dun. The Made for TV Movie Club podcast is brought to you by MFTVM Productions, LLC.